Hello listeners and welcome to the Montel Pod Extra, bringing you the latest energy market developments in these extraordinary COVID-19 times. Joining me, Richard Sverison, today is Tobias Federico, CEO and founder of Energy Brainpool, an analysis company. A warm welcome to you, Tobias. Thank you, Richard. It's very nice to have you back on on the pod. Definitely. I think it's a few weeks ago when we had our first meeting. Absolutely. If not a few months ago. (laughs) Um, I just wanted to start by asking you, how how are you coping and how is your company coping uh, in these coronavirus times? Well, actually quite well. I think in the beginning, uh, the insecurity was was really high. We really didn't know what, what what was happening in the market and what was happening from our customer side. We had all, almost all of us to go into the home office, which was new for us. Um, it was challenging time, especially when you try to manage a team in the home office. Uh, we had to try out new things, um, especially with the co-working ideas, co-communications. And this was one part. The other part was we really didn't know how our customers would react. Uh, but in the end, we saw that due to the fact that everybody was going into the home office and everybody was... Um, facing challenging times, we had the chance to implement some new interesting products. One is that we skipped, uh, of course, our present seminars where people have to attend physically and change to an online version. That um, took us a few weeks, but uh, worked very well. The interest regarding power price development and the market development in general, especially also the changes in load, when you have a shutdown or a partial shutdown, and how long will it take and what will be the price effects and how will the market change over time? These are the questions customers are asking us right now. And those are the questions I might be asking you as well, Tobias. Yeah, but, I was expecting uh, yeah. that. <laughs> but um, I just want to talk then about a little bit about the market. You said initially you didn't see that much demand falling in the COVID-19 when, when, it, when we first were struck by the pandemic. How has that panned out and what are your expectations for, for once we come out of the crisis? Well, in the beginning, actually, it was that um, we had, when we had our first talk, um, Italy had a shutdown, Germany was starting to um, have a shutdown. Right now, we know that the electricity demand in Germany dropped uh, 5 to 7%, referring to the peak demand. In Italy, it went down 10 to 15%. But it ramps up again, the electricity demand. That's um, quite interesting, of course. Um, We do have still a few facilities are closed in Germany. Public transportation, long-distance transportation doesn't really work well or it it runs, but um, not a lot of people are in the trains. So it it has ramped up again. I think right now we are between 3 to 5% demand reduction. The question is how will it continue long-term? And in, in this case, we can speak in letters. Sometimes we speak about a V formation when you look into prices, looking into the electricity demand. I think we have an L-shaped change. So it dropped quite quickly, but it takes a long time to ramp up again to come to normal levels. So we're not talking a U-shape then at all, but more an L? No, U, it's definitely not. U would mean, U, it has been um, when we had the financial crisis, Maybe it was a V in that time, so it came up to normal levels. Right now, due to the fact that we still have the pandemic going on, even though it's on a much lower level, we are not at full throttle in most of the things. So it means that we will have, over a long period of time, 
a reduced economy. And of course, the industrial demand is quite critical here as well. And we don't really know what will happen for demand for, for products, for these industrial products uh, across the world if we go into a deep recession so, uh, or depression even. So that, uh, that's quite critical here, isn't it? The industrial demand. Definitely. The industrial demand itself, especially in Germany, is looking into um, export-orientated products. Especially when, to, when you look into exports, it depends on, on your focus and target markets. Um, what are these uh, focus and target markets? Is it China? Is it the US? Is it the European Union? Within the European Union, is it France and Italy? How are these markets developing? So it's um, it's a big question mark there. And in terms of prices, what what is it? What are we looking at? I mean, we're seeing, you know, the the forward curve is still holding up fairly well. I mean, we're at sort of thirty five euros per megawatt hour, and whereas the spot so average this year has averaged around you know twenty three. So do you expect that spread to to, to narrow or in and in what direction what should what should give looking into spot we have the current low demand and we are focusing much l- lower demand due to the summertime we have much more production from renewables so i don't expect the spot market to go up to the forward market price level but in looking into the forward price market itself there is uh, the question how will the demand curve and the long term or midterm development of energy commodity prices behave. Interesting is that we um, are looking into an EUA price curve, which is quite stable still. Therefore, the um, power market prices are quite stable. But looking into the oil market, that was a quite interesting development over there. So I think uh, commodity prices will keep up, expecting a Maybe a second wave, but not a third wave in the pandemic of the COVID-19 um, virus. So therefore, I think they will converge in wintertime. I mean, there are quite interesting things happening on the uh, on the policy front in Germany, specifically with the coal exit. I mean, will this coronavirus crisis speed that up or even slow it down? And, and do you expect any sort of hard coal tenders this year? So looking into hard coal, that's a, that's a very interesting political question right now. We had the questions whether um, the expected capacity crunch would be as severe as expected due to the reduction of the load. Even when we look into um, the load reduction we are having right now, I think it's minus 4,000 megawatt. I do expect that uh, we m- still might have a problem with the capacity within the next years. Of course, it has been reduced, but I think the phase out of hard coal and of nuclear capacity within the next two years is much, much bigger than the 4,000 megawatt. Do you expect any sort of uh, any closures to happen in the next sort of uh, in this year or next? Well, it depends a bit on the auction, auction system, and auction prices, due to the fact that we have a quite low electricity price. Well, it's still high and it's still behaving quite well, looking into what happens in the outside world economy. But I think the auction is always an assumption of the potential losses of earnings. And uh, right now, the expectation of the potential losses of earnings uh, I'm having from the coal production is lower expected uh, or compared to uh, the last half year. So maybe they will postpone some auctions or prices will look a bit differently.
Mm-hmm. So do you expect auctions this year or will they start next year, do you think? Because the whole political process has come pretty, pretty little bit to a standstill, hasn't it? Yeah, of course. Um, mm. We the, the political process has has a different focus right now. I think <laughs> the different focus uh, will, will continue over the next time. I don't expect an auction this year, honestly. But also seen the much maligned or the quite slightly controversial coal plant data to come online very soon. Do you, do you think the new owners, Uniper, will switch it on, or do you think because it's quite controversial? And uh, I mean, there could be political pressure or pr- pressure building on the on the company to to minimise that. Do you think? Yeah, of course. It's. Political questions, especially in this case, uh, Datteln is a bit complicated. I, I don't see really a reason when you make a coal exit to have the allowance to start a new coal power plant. It, it really d- doesn't match. I would see as Uniper Datteln as an option, as a real option. So when I start, then even if I'm making a loss, then it really makes sense to start because then you have the option to run for another years. If you wouldn't start, then you have the problem that uh, I think this option is gone. So I'm expecting it to start, even though they're making own quite high loss right now, as far as I've seen it from the numbers. And it won't get used that much? Then. No, no. no. Um, on the flip side, what do you think the outlook for renewables is in Germany? I mean, it's, it has slowed down severely in the last couple of years, but now that you know the, there seems to be political agreement on that op- taking the 52 gigawatts cap off the table. Do you think that will also accelerate the green transition in Germany? Well, I think the 52 gigawatt cap for PV, for solar panel, was a handle break, a break for for the whole development, but it's not an accelerator that it's gone right now. I think the additional accelerators we had was the high expectation or the expectation of high electricity prices. This has slowed down also again a little bit. But I think the path is clear. I, we, we do expect a quite increase in Germany of renewables. One is the reason that even this crisis has shown that the steady income, either from freedom tariff or from power purchase agreement, refinanced renewables, is disconnected from the world economy development. And I think that's very interesting for investors. And it's in the combination with the European Green Deal, we do expect within the next years an increase of renewables. Tobias, thank you very much for joining the Montel Extra Pod today. Always a pleasure. It is always a pleasure, Richard. Thank you. Thank you. Goodbye. Bye. Well, listeners, that's all for today. Remember to tune in every day at 5 o'clock CET on covid19.montelnews.com via the Montel website and on Apple Podcasts and Spotify. Please remember to tune into the Montel Weekly as well every Friday, where we'll be bringing you all the relevant energy market news and updates. Thank you. Bye.